G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A French aristocrat kept a very unusual pet at home, a two-year-old lion. One evening in 1977, he tried to get his pet to go into the bathroom where it usually spent the night. The lion refused to go into his sleeping quarters, and the two eyeballed each other in a standoff for supremacy in the home. The lion ended up jumping onto its master and mauling him to death. Keeping a lion as a pet might seem a very novel idea, but the baron had failed to take an important factor into account. By taking a lion into his home, he did not change its nature. The lion didn't become a pussycat. The Bible teaches that every created being remains by nature what it is until the day of its death. Mankind is no exception. We were born with a sin nature. And therefore, we sin naturally. We're not sinners because we sin. It's the other way around. Because we have a sin nature, we sin. Like the lion, we cannot cease to be what we are by nature. The only way we can escape from what we are by nature is to die. And that is exactly what happened to us when we were born again. We died to who we were in Adam, and we received a new nature, the very nature of Christ himself. The Bible tells us that through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are now partakers of of the divine nature. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome to the program. We've covered a lot of ground this week, asking the question, are you sure? Looking at how you can be sure that you have peace with God. And Ken's been sharing with us the way a person becomes a Christian by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, Ken, it's certainly the most important thing that someone can do to put their total trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior. And as you've just shared there, when a person does that, they are born again. They receive a brand new nature. Yes. Uh, when a person is justified by faith in Christ, they're at peace with God. And uh, peace is more than absence of war, the ending of, if you like, hostilities between us and God. It's the presence of his spirit within us, and that brings about wholeness in every part of us. We're reconciled to God. Now, as a child of God, we can enjoy a living relationship with our Heavenly Father, and that's what we delight in most of all. That's a part of the new nature. So what does that mean, though, in practical terms, um, to have a relationship with God? Because sometimes it can be this sort of out-there concept. How does it work? Well, of course, a relationship uh, is based upon communication. God wants to speak to us every day. He wants to communicate with us every day. Uh, And, of course, he does that mainly through his word, the Bible, It's a living word. It speaks into our lives. And uh, when we read it, we actually hear God speaking to us. He instructs us. He guides us. He teaches us. He corrects us. He comforts us. He Mm -hmm. encourages us. And this is all out of a relationship that we have with him. But, of course, relationships are two ways. So God wants us to speak to him as well as him speaking to us. And that's what we call prayer. Um, you know, when when a person becomes a Christian, maybe some people have done that very thing this week as they've been listening to our program. Well, prayer, I would say to them, is just simply talking to God. Don't make it any more complicated than that. It's just you talking to God. Mm. When you pray, you can thank him for his great love and goodness to us. We can can share our problems, our needs with him. 
ask him for his help. We can confess our times of failure to him and ask him for strength to withstand temptation in the future. Uh, we can also praise for, pray for those who are near and dear to us, uh, that they too will experience you know, his love and his uh, salvation and his help in many different ways. Mm, and that's probably the best advice you could give someone who's just become a Christian to teach them how to have that enriching relationship with God. What other advice would you say is up there on the top of the list? Okay, so let's say somebody's just become a Christian. The first thing I'd say to them is, welcome to the family. Um, now that you're a Christian, you belong to a family that's right across the world. Phil, I've traveled to, I think, about 30 different countries. Most of those uh, travels have been you know, on a missions trip to, to minister the Word of God. So I meet Christians wherever I go. And, and when you do that, you, you discover, and there's this thing about it, that you, you, you connect with them instantly because you're family. Mm. You know, you just, there's that kind of, um, you don't have to say much. We just know. Yeah, we have so much in common regardless of different cultures and so on. Now, that family is worldwide, but it's also local. And uh, we need to find ourselves in a local fellowship where we can be a part of the body of Christ in a functioning way and uh, we can receive the grace of God, we can give the grace of God, and uh, uh, we can be a blessing. And that's a very scriptural thing, isn't it? We're we're charged in Scripture to meet together regularly. Yeah, the Bible says don't forsake, uh, forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Some do, you know, in fact... As that day approaches, do it more and more, the Bible says. Now, I would say this, Phil, for someone who's just got saved and they're looking for a fellowship, a church, uh, there are churches and there are churches, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, many of them are doing a great job in helping Christians in their spiritual growth. Some of them have lost the plot altogether. And um, I believe this, that if we would pray that God would lead us, he would, do, he would definitely do that. He'll lead us to a fellowship where we're going to find the kind of help and support that we need. And the Bible says that we're members of the body of Christ, just like our physical body. You know, they are different parts don't exist separate, detached from the rest of the body. Uh, you know, we all have a function to play. It all fits together. Yeah, that's the way it works. Phil, another thing I would say is that, um, you know, to, to someone who's just become a Christian is, hey, you know, tell someone what's happened in your life. Uh, it's an important thing that you do, that you confess your faith. It's important for them. And, of course, it will help the others to, to know the gospel and to know the way of salvation. Uh, you don't need to preach to people, uh, but we do need to share with them. And I would say, don't leave it too long. You know, maybe within the next twenty-four hours, just tell someone. Say, hey, something happened to me the other day. I actually become a Christian. I, I, you know, somebody shared with me the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for me, and and I asked him to be my savior. But not everybody's going to share the enthusiasm, are they? You're not always going to be met with a uh, a positive response. That's right. And uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, as a Christian, you will sometimes experience hostility. Uh, in fact, the same hostility that Jesus experienced, you know. He said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you as well. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you also. But uh, even that, you know, that, that, that speaking out our faith, taking the stand for Jesus, that's one way of becoming strengthened in, in our faith. And Jesus is always there to encourage us and support us and give us his grace when we're going through those times of opposition, you know. Mm. Well, let's close off this conversation for the week. We've been asking that question, how can you be sure that you have peace with God and Maybe there have been people wrestling with that and have perhaps come to the foot of the cross this week and have put their faith in what Jesus has done on their behalf on the cross. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, i say if that's happened this week, uh, why don't you let us know, you know, drop us an email or give us a call because that would be a great encouragement for the ministry here. But the most important thing to remember, I believe, in the Christian life is that you are not alone. It's not a matter of you trying to live for God. That's so important. But of letting him live through you. See, there's a major difference. When we try to live for God, the emphasis is always 
on our doing, you know. And when we attempt to keep self-imposed standards in our strength, it always ends in failure. But in contrast to this, the true Christian life is allowing Christ to live through us by faith. Uh, The emphasis here is not so much on our doing, but our trusting him to do through us. We're not living in our strength, but his strength. You know, the Bible says it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, said Paul, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. So one of the great facts of the Christian life is that you are not alone. Whereas in the past you may have been unable to do certain things and face difficult situations, now that's all changed. You know, uh, the I can't goes to I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the Christian life is a life of faith that is trusting in his ability to be at work in us at all times. Not be appropriate, I think, here, Ken. I think there may be people that are still wrestling with this and have listened to this conversation this week. Could we perhaps get you to, to just pray for those people as they think through and ask God to show Him himself to them in all of this? Yes. In fact, people might be on the verge of wanting to make that decision right now. So what I do, Phil, is I pray a prayer. And if this is your prayer, if you're listening to this prayer right now and this is your prayer, just say amen at the end. Father, I know that I have sinned against you and that my sin separates me from you. But I know too through the gospel that Jesus came and died in my place, took my punishment upon himself. Thank you for that wonderful love and that great gift of salvation that you offer to me right now. I believe in Jesus as my Savior. I take him to be my Lord from this moment, and I thank you in his name. Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.